Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. I haven't accomplished anything alone, but I was fortunate to be part of a revived feminist movement. I think uh, anyone who's not a feminist is is an insane person. This was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. At a time when we have self-driving cars and computers that sit on your wrist, women still make only 79 cents for every dollar a man makes. And if I have to listen to one more gray-faced man with a $2 haircut explain to me what rape is, I'm gonna lose my mind. And now, Resistor Sisters. That's right, that's right, Tina Fey. You know what's going on. Hello, this is Susan from Cleveland here at Resistor Sisters Radio, broadcasting to you all kinds of great, important, fun stuff. And today is our movie fun night. Just fun, just movies. And, uh... Grab the popcorn! uh, Yes, (laughs) there you go. Grab the popcorn and uh, we'll get the movie started here. But uh, my friend from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Heidi. Hello. Yes, is here to hang out and talk about those movies. And uh, darned if I can't find what I'm looking for, of course. Oh, well. (laughs) Gosh darn, there it is. You put oh. you in a better mood. Oh, absolutely. Your guy. Your guy there. Uh. So, had some uh, drama with the kitty sick, with the sick kitty last week. So, we, we this is number 17. And, uh, and the, the cat is fine. That's a good thing. He's, That's a he's positive, good. positive he, thing. He's just always been such a healthy, healthy guy, you know? So, it's, yeah. it's kind of shocking. When the when the when the sturdy ones in your life get sick, and we've all experienced that. But yes. do you think Rain's back? Is she yes, Rain said she's back. Yes. Hello, Rain, from the Hello. swamp. Oh yay! Swimming. With, I saw you swimming with the hole. alligators. Is that, is that Mother I Nature? The White something? House has a sinkhole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that Mother Nature saying, "I'm done"? I mean, I'm really? Sure, because I don't know if y'all knew this. Hmm. Yesterday was the sinkhole at the White House. One year ago, yesterday, there was a sinkhole at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, oh really? Yes, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind, of like, kind of like, I don't know if it's God or maybe it's the sinkhole people or like, you know, molds. Maybe it's molds. Yeah. So like, uh, let's make another sinkhole. Oh, that's pretty funny. That me that's wild. Oh god. Yeah, it's been really really wet here in this whole area. Oh, really? 
Yeah, we had like five days of rain. Um, it's ridiculous. It so is we have like that too. It's like the May showers instead of April showers now, right? Yeah, we yeah. stopped that. We now have like 90 degrees. It's going to be 90 degrees all week. And it's humid, so my hair will be wow. nice and fluffy. Wait, <laughs> 90 degrees out in Minneapolis? Oh, we did that every summer, but normally not this early. This is so we didn't summer. have a That's spring. Insane. Our spring has been like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're in like deep summer. So yeah, we, we have 90 degrees in the summer. I mean, we... One year... There was a 150 degree difference between our coldest temperature and our hottest. <laughs> wow. I laugh because it's funny. Wow. It's sad, but it's funny. But that's one of the things so, for global warming is it's not really overall warming, but it's it's also extreme weather, you know? It would, this would be kind of extreme for this time of year. Normally, um, if I hearken back to my childhood, whenever yeah. Memorial Day happens... No yeah. matter if it's like the very last weekend of the month or like that third, this weird third weekend that we're getting, mm-hmm. doesn't really, you know, it doesn't matter. It is usually rainy and cold. Sure. Uh, not yeah. this year. Hmm. But rainy and cold is sort of normal for up there, right? Yeah. Um, not the, well. Should I say uh, over there? I don't know. For, I'm south of everybody. Uh, for... That part of the year, yes. June, July, August, you can see temperatures anywhere from 75 to 100. Yeah. Wow. And it's always very humid. So like I said before, my hair is very fluffy today. So that's not a good thing. That's why the other day, that's why, well, that's why the other day I got like six inches cut off my hair. Yeah. Literally, Sue, is your hair curly too? It's curly, it's crazy, and I got oh. a good six inches cut off. <laughs> it's still long. See if, I, <laughs> see, if I do that, then I look like Roseanne Rosanna Dana or like the white Wrong Angela back. Davis. It's well, just see, not it a was, good look it for was, me. It was past the middle of my back. That's how long it was. It was like nice. pulling down the curl. You know what I mean? Like it was still big, but it was getting. It was an experiment, really. It was an experiment. So you were doing like the Beyonce, you were channeling like a little Beyonce kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right? I was, I mean? well, I told my hairdresser, like, I want the mermaid hair, so I think I'm not going <laughs> to see you for a while, but it's just too much. When it gets hot, I'm just like, huh, you know, <laughs> over the winter, it was like, it was fun, you know, you could make a scarf, you could, you know, just knit yourself a scarf out of your own hair and it would keep you warm, but I'm done. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know, I know that curly girls have curly girl hair issues. Mm-hmm. I have straight hair. I have yeah. straight hair, and yeah. so um, when it gets humid, I just look wet. <laughs> it just looks wet. Um, when it's dry, it can go all frizzy. But but you could do all that cool stuff in the eighties. You could spike it up. And make it look. There's nothing that looks stupider than than a curly mohawk. Seriously, <laughs> like, know. and I, I had a whole bunch of friends in college up. that wore that, and I'm like, that just looks dumb, man. Just oh, give you, it up. So I should share my '80s picture on uh, Facebook on yeah. our Facebook page. Cool. When I was, it was the '80s. I had very very big hair. Yeah. Um, and. 
I, I looked like I was like a an extra, you know, like the uh, back uh, the backup singer for Poison or something. I mean, my nice, hair was big. nice. Yeah. See, yeah. I wanted Robert Smith to like fall in love with me, so I was trying to get my hair to go straight. You know, like and and, dare, and I dyed it darker, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it, it's like I was trying to get it to go straight, and then it's like every time I went to the hairstylist, they were like you can tease it and it just goes up and i'm like yeah i know and they're like no look and i'm and every time i walked out of there i looked like somebody in poison (laughs) and i was like who is this person i'd look in the mirror i'd be like "Ah, i don't know this person but they're just like it goes up it just keeps teasing i'm like i know stop it Uh, stop it lady yeah mine's mine's also thick so yeah it's thick yeah yeah, very very thick, and it's it's annoying. It's and I I swear to you, I've spent enough on my hair product that I could probably spend fifty thousand dollars more in my house. Really? Than I'm looking to buy. I mean, dude. Seriously. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk off off after about curly girl products and the curly girl. <laughs> if you if you know about the curly girl, the cult of curly girl, no. No. It's like how to get your hair cut, how to condition. My hair was so straight in 1987. My hair was so straight in 1987 that I literally wore a wig. Yeah? (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I I used to have people tell me. I wore a wig and it was like. I wish I had your hair. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. I wore a wig. All right. I walked around New York City and I ran into an old friend from high school and she was like, Rain, what happened to your hair? And I was like, So, because we're talking oh. about the 80s, I have to play a scene from Valley Girl now. Okay? Oh. Perfect. Do you guys remember Valley Girl? This is one of my favorite movies ever. Yes. So when can I see you, Jen? Thank you. Really, Randy? <laughs> Why don't you wait until the end of the evening to say these things? Any questions? It's the way I feel. That's what I want. Good. All right, I'm going to play this song. I'm here with you now. I know. Like, I can't explain it, you know? It's like my brain's going stop going. You know? Alright, so does that create any memories with you guys? Or is it just me? I think I've seen the movie. I know I've seen the movie before. It's it's been a long time though. It's really cute though. It was the one that I was like, okay, Ken, we're now we're a couple. You're gonna have to watch Valley Girl. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you're we're a couple now. You're gonna have to watch Ed Wood. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> That's, I love it. That's kind of our. That was kind of the beginning, you know. There are other movies I've made him watch since then, but you know. I make my husband watch uh, true crime documentaries. A little bit different. <laughs> but you know, Just true crime different. documentaries can be fun because you're like trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and how that crime happened, you know. Yeah, he, uh, he, you, so it, we usually don't have a lot of the same tastes and that kind of stuff. He wants to watch, um, uh, science fiction and I want to oh, watch, yeah. you know, 
you know, I'm the one who's like, oh, look, there's crime scene photos. <laughs> so in, in my opinion, when it comes to true crime documentaries or dramas, it's always the crazy white guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Probably is. So yeah. It is. I don't know if I've seen Valley Girl. I really don't. I don't think I've seen Valley Girl. I'm sorry. It's it's the Romeo and Juliet eight. of 1982 or 1981. <laughs> I forget what year. It's great. Really? Yeah. It's um one of who, Nick Cage's first move. One of Nick Cage's first movies. Nick Cage. Young. Oh yeah. Totally right. young. Like dangerously young. <laughs> yeah, gosh. When he was sort of hot and sexy before the yeah. bees. Before, yeah, before before the bees was that was his, <laughs> trying to think. The other actress in uh, Valley Girl, um, she she didn't really do a lot of things after that. Um, no, I have to look into this. I'm sorry, I didn't do my research. That's okay. I can talk to you about my favorite movie, and you can talk to me about your favorite movie. Yeah, so, um, Valley Girl, I'm trying to see, like, who was in the mo movie, but so what the name of the actress is. I can't think of it, of course. Hold on. I just went to Wikipedia, and the first sentence there... Deborah Foreman. Valley Girl is a socioeconomic stereotype. It is. a class <laughs> of women... Characterized by the colloquial California English dialect, Valley Girl speak, <laughs> and paternalism. That seems way too over the top for the movie. No, it <laughs> is. No, that was, well, the, what the thing is, the movie came out in 1983, and I love anything out in 1983, can I just tell you? Because it's just <laughs> the best. I kind was of forgot. Hmm. I don't know if, if it was, was. R-rated. I was not allowed to see it. My parents yeah. were really strict. Well, I think it, it went it went straight to TV because it was basically about um, this girl that lived in the valley, which is like you know close to Hollywood and stuff. It's it's the suburbs. Her parents are hippies, and he's a punk. She's a valley girl that goes to the mall and buys lots of things. So they fall in love, and her friends want to keep them apart. So. That's it. It is Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. And when they're when they're I on their totally date, it that. it says Romeo and Juliet on um, like the the movie theater they pass by or something. It's like a little cute nudge nudge, you know. But oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm very sorry, young Nicholas Cage. Me. Yeah, very young Nicholas Cage. I'm trying to think of and when he, you know, he's uh, related to. Heidi, you're going to tell me. Who's he related to? Is he related to Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, he's a Ford Coppola, yeah. but he went by Cage, yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to step on you, Heidi, but yeah. No, that's okay. And he, has a, he had a grave, uh, a, a big, huge mausoleum built in New Orleans, but he decided he wasn't going to use it. It's, it's in the shape of... <laughs> of a pyramid, oh, but he decided Lord. he wasn't going to use it because he was afraid that fans would desecrate it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> You're not even dead it? yet, dude. Oh. I agree that Heidi's laugh sounds evil and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is evil. And you know what? You know what it seems to say? I am hmm. the villain of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I know weird shit for no reason. I don't know why, but I do. I just that know is, weird shit for. No yeah, you like to remember little little bits and facts and stuff. Yes, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, but that's one of my favorite movies. And um, Rain, you said you liked Maleficent. You said you I seen did. the new the new one with um, Angelina Jolie. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That one, I only saw it once. But yeah, I did. I love it. I love the fact that she was supposed to be the evil person. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't that evil. No. Even though she was kind of evil. Well, before the movie came out, Zelda kind of got me stuck on her as one of the favorite Disney villains. Because she just got evil because she wasn't invited to this child's christening. You know, and yeah. uh, the movie kind of goes into different things, but um, yeah. Well, the, she didn't get invited to the christening. That's the Snow White version. Yeah, the Maleficent version is amazing. It's like she was hurt. Yeah, and but the it, and that goes that actually goes to to um to me, in my opinion, it goes to the fact that many of us women we get hurt. Yes. Because of outside whatever, other things happen. But, you know, we get to come around and be like, yeah, I was hurt. But you know what? I forgive you. Hmm. Now it's going to be good. I think behind every wicked, villainous woman, there's a thoughtless man. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? That's the story of Maleficent anyway. All right, let me play my Maleficent quip real quick. Well, well. <laughs> what a glittering assemblage, King Stefan. Royalty, nobility, the gentry, and... <laughs> How quaint. Even the rebel. I must say, I really felt quite distressed at not receiving an invitation. You're not welcome here. Oh dear. What an awkward situation. Aww. Mm. Aww, you're not welcome here. That's, that's what, that just makes you evil. Of course, if you haven't seen the movie, Heidi, she, she's kind of a, a spurned lover. A spurned oh, lover. No, I have not seen it. Dave it's has. Fun. I have not. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I really highly recommend it, especially as someone who, in my personal life, I have been considered a really, really evil woman. Ooh. What? Since when? Nice. I have never found you evil. I'm not evil. I'm not evil because I've, you know, no, but there have been people who have, you know, my reputation. Gosh, Um, I wish I had ELO evil woman. That I could just play real quick. <laughs> That's her song. Well, I love to be her song. No, I, I love to play that. Just and... Mean and and all these other things, and that's fine. It's it, it really is fine, but it's sort of like you know what you think what you want to think about me, but all this shit is going to shake out in the end, <laughs> and it shook out in the end, and it it wasn't quite as a fairy tale story as Maleficent, but. <laughs> You'll get your wings back, don't you worry. Yeah, I'm not kidding about this. Yeah. I I wish I was, and I I 
Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love that movie, because I looked at her, I looked at Angelina Jolie's character, I'm like, okay, you know, I don't like you. <laughs> I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. In the movie the or in end, general? No, in the movie. Oh, okay. In the movie. I didn't yeah. like her character mm-hmm. until I realized that there was a reason why she was doing what she did. And what she did, she did because she was really, really hurt. Yes. And um, it, 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 to me, it comes down to, you know, maybe we should just kind of give some props to women. And not necessarily props, but just understand when women do things that seem really mean, take a step back and understand that maybe they're doing things because they're really hurt and they're not understood. Yeah. Very true. I have a list of enemies that I'm always like going, no, no, those people in my past don't matter anymore. That doesn't bother me anymore. You know? Oh, I have a list. I have a list, too. It's so boring, isn't it? But it's like, do I want to go back and, and, and make trouble for some guy that was rude to me several years ago? No. No, that would take a lot of effort. <laughs> no, that's true. They're still on my list. I don't. And th- there's a them. there's a couple of them right. that would like be so happy if I were to show up and make trouble. So, like my one ex boyfriend, like was constantly telling his new wife, "Oh, she's she's oh yes, she's this and she's that," and it's like, no, I don't care. Please, be in a relationship with someone. No, you are not that important, buddy. <laughs> seriously yeah, I'm not thinking of you but that's I'm not yeah. thinking of you but I keep hearing from other people that you're telling your new wife about me which is just so creepy so that is weird. a little creepy that is yep. a little creepy yep yeah it's my true. list is sort of like you stay over in your lane but if you ever come into my lane I'm pushing you off the cliff <laughs> yes <laughs> So, so it could be my list is more of a mutual understanding. Stay <laughs> so for that archetypal bad girl, there's this movie called The Bad Seed from 1956 that I love. And it's very Ooh. campy. And it's black and white. And it's about a little girl who's just bad. And you know what, Heidi, you might like it too because the whole controversy surrounding this movie um, in 1956 is that the little girl is adopted. Oh. Yes. You know how that you know you know what that means. <laughs> She's no damn good. What? No. Yes. Exactly. Well, we're both we're both adopted, so I shouldn't joke about it haphazardly. But this is a this is a movie that is so it's so great, but it's totally um it's campy. Um, I'm just going to play the, I've got a 46 cent, 46 second clip here. There she is at a little table, playing with a little dishes, looking cute and innocent, looking like she wouldn't melt butter, she's that cool. Well, she can fool some people with that innocent look she can put on, put off whenever she wants to, but not me, not even part way she can't fool me. Told them to. I thought I'd seen some mean little gals in my time. But you're the meanest. You want to know how I know how mean you are? Because I'm mean. I'm smart and I'm mean. 
And you're smart and you're mean. And you never get caught and I never get caught. I know what you think. I know everything you think. Nobody believes anything you say. So she's this adorable little blonde girl from the 1950s with patent leather shoes and a cute little dress and she really plays it like she's just the little angel to the people she wants to be to and uh there's an accidental death in the in the town so things get interesting actually sounds very intriguing yeah you would like it hmm yeah oh i'm not gonna tell you that you gotta watch some movie I do know that, (laughs) like I said, it's about adoption. They do go into the whole nature-nurture thing a little bit. And um, they do find out that this little adopted girl was adopted from people that maybe were criminals. So that's part of the, you know, they do talk a little bit about psychiatry in the way that they did in 1956. Like, they don't really know what they're talking about, but you know, right? It's funny. <laughs> Everybody wants to have sex with their mom, kind of idea. Because they're of like Freud. something about Freud, something about that. But is there a criminal mind? Is there not a criminal mind? Is, can you? Does the apple fall far far from the tree? You know, so like, yeah, nature versus <laughs> nurture. Nature versus oh nurture. But yeah, so they <laughs> they kind of go, and you know what is funny? I when I uh, cleaned out my parents' house, I found a copy of it, like a little paperback copy of the book. Oh, yeah, the book really? Mm-hmm. Like a little, you yeah. know how they had those fifties little dime store uh, pulp fiction. Pulp fiction, yeah. It's kind of like it's a very pulpy little movie. So, but. Yeah, it's called it sounds the like a bad. Lot. That sounds really the bad seed. So it's interesting. I'm gonna put that on my list. Yeah, you'd like it. But so, um, do you think there was ever a movie about the bad seed with the little boy? I seem to remember one with. Was um, yes, there was one with the Home Alone kid. What's his name? Colin McCulkin. Yes. Did he did he do a remake of the Bad Seed? Because I could totally something agree. similar. Yeah, he yeah. Where you? It looks like yes. there was a 1996 film about that. I did not know that. Yeah, my goodness, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Again, I know weird shit for no reason, but yeah. So. No, I think um, you're the biggest, the world's biggest <laughs> Macaulay Culkin fan. <laughs> Just kidding. I love him alone. Just kidding. A lot of people do. You know what? Last Christmas, or Christmas before last, somebody goes, keep the change, you filthy animal. And I was like, that's mean. Why are you calling me a filthy animal? And they're like, no, it's from Home Alone. It's a joke. And I'm like, I'm not a filthy animal. (laughs) That's funny. So I'd never seen the movie, so I didn't know. Oh, it's hilarious. It is. It's it's very good, and it's got a lot of heard that, but a lot of humor. Gently, the cats just scored a goal. The cats, the cats, yeah. Tonight, the you know the Capitals. It's a hockey, hockey right. ball, sports oh. ball. Yeah, well, apparently yeah. our sports ball basketball team is doing well or something. There's, there's something that LeBron's doing stuff. Yeah, LeBron is doing sports ball. <laughs> but it's a very large orange ball, but it's an orange ball that we like. 
Yeah. yeah. As opposed to I do like whatever's basket- happening in the sink, you know, the sink hole. I like basketball players because they're very tall. I like that. Oh, I like that. basketball players for a lot of other reasons. They're very I like, I like basketball players because they're not squat little baseball players. And they're not, like, totally, you know, football players. <laughs> but that, that are just squat. You know what I mean? But they're tall. Like football players, too. But yeah. anyway... But anyway, so Amy Schumer did a movie anyway, a while ago. Anyway, the point ago. I was trying to make is that mm-hmm. the Caps just scored a goal. I mean, oh. no. Not a goal. Not a goal. Yeah, a goal, right? I was going to turn that well, into a, a transition. Well, there's a Capitol, which is a hockey team. I'll shut up. Let's transition. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to transition because Amy Schumer wrote a movie called Trainwreck a couple years ago. And that movie starred LeBron James. My own hometown hero. And I took a small um, thing from Trainwreck where basically she's, um, LeBron James is looking out for his friend that she just started dating. Have you ever had this happen where, well, when I started dating Ken, one of my friends went to him and was like, if you break her heart, I'll kill you. Yes. (laughs) Which I thought was really nice, and he was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> but so basically, that's what LeBron James is doing in this. So, what's the deal? What's your intentions? My intentions? Yeah, with well, my boy. Like, what's your plan? Oh, I don't have a plan with Aaron. I, no, we've just been dating for like six weeks, and uh, we're just hanging out. Okay. Keeping it cash. So, like, you know, you get butterflies when you hear his name. Excuse me? When you look in the clouds, do you see his face? Do you hear his name when you listen to the wind? Um, yes. I really have to ask you a question. (laughs) Don't hurt him. (laughs) That's my favorite part. I really have to ask you a question. Don't hurt him. (laughs) To which I just wanted to say, that's not a question. I just think that's a funny role reversal. That's kind of a funny role role reversal, you know, where the guys. Yeah, so it's a really cute movie. It's a very funny movie. But that was more of a threat. It kind of was. And it's LeBron James. He's tall. He's big. Yeah, threatening. Well, do you think so? Because he's at his own basketball game. He's He's kind of an international star. Yeah, he's kind of an international star. Like, I'm sure he's not going to really hurt her. But I just think it's cute that one guy is looking out for another guy's heart. Because that happens in life, right? Not, no. No. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Not, no, no. Never. (laughs) Never. So... I just like the role reversal on that. It's like cute. I think it's cute anyway. The thing I love about the movie Trainwreck is Mm -hmm. that the the entire movie was a role reversal. It really was. Yes, it was. If you if you think about it, I mean, there's there's this whole idea that you know, real or not, it's been out there in Hollywood that women are like, oh, I'm gonna go for the bad boy. He's the bad boy, and we're going to change him, and he's going to fall in love with us. It's like kind of like that mm-hmm. um, princess theory. 
Now the princess and I loved Trainwreck because Amy Schumer was the damn wreck. Yeah, she was. And she was um, just like, I'm not going to stop drinking, you know. And you've seen that male yeah. character a million times in movies, so yes, yes. And so I did. I did the thing I loved about. It. I also loved Bill Hader and and Amy Schumer. She's amazing. He's amazing. But yeah, it was kind of flipping it around. And I would like to see more movies like that mm-hmm. without making the women in the movies look like damn fools. Yeah. Right. I used to and have that's a something big... that Schumer does really well. She doesn't come across as a damn fool. Yeah. She comes across as a woman, as a human being, as somebody that we can all relate to. I remember in the 90s, there was a movie... Um andy garcia was in called when a man loves a woman and it was about him being in love with an alcoholic woman but that's all i remember yes do you remember that that was also a dramatic film 1994 yeah it was it was it was a drama right yeah it was um He was, yeah. It I mean, had, oh, it had Meg Ryan. It had Meg Ryan in it. What? No, it had. It did. It had Meg Ryan in it. I'm not taking away from that movie. I just, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is that we've had a ton of of comedies where the um, male protagonist is a big, huge drunk. Sure. Or a womanizer. Or yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And the women are going to put up with anything because God knows we have to have that ring or we'll die, you know. Yeah, or or we're I'm being we're sarcastic. Change, yeah. Yes. You know, I, to me, to me, it's always been like we're going to change him. We're going to bring him around with our love. Yeah, and that doesn't happen. That doesn't train work. Wreck, You're going to kiss that turn, frog, and he's going to turn into a prince. Yeah. No. I think that train wreck sort of flipped the tables on that idea. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I, I like the movie. It was funny in a lot of ways. But, yeah, it did. It was It was very funny in many, many ways. I mean, it didn't have to be like something that's teaching, you know, society about how to be. Because no. For, this was one of those few movies where I felt like I'm fine with a woman being a hot fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm also... I, to be very honest with you, I'm really tired of of movies. Like I said, When a Man Loves a Woman was a very mm-hmm. good film. I think it won awards. I think it sure did. It won, it won some sort of. It said it won some sort of MTV award for a movie. Yeah, I mean, 1994. So that might have met something or so. I don't know. Yeah, so you know that's great, but I just feel like can can we just let women be in films and be a hot mess and be funny and not have to be the moral of the story. Totally. And not have to be the moral compass. Not have to like yes. Yeah, be make everyone better. As my father hey, told Heidi, me. what do you think? I I know I just rambled, but what do you I I agree. I mean, that's just kind of the way I mean, really, I think you said it all. I mean, I have nothing left to say. Well, a good example, and here's a good example. I'm going to transition out of this. 
um, <laughs> of another movie that is a love story turned on its ear is one of Heidi and my favorite movies called Harold and Maude. <laughs> Oh my God! Have you Rain, watched you Harold and Maude, Rain? Wait, isn't Harold and Maude? I think I did. Harold is young. He's yes. a younger person, right? Yes, yes. he's like. Yes, I don't know. I think, I think he is twenty-one, but I think he is and an Maude adult. Is, and Maude is in her sixties, and she's played by Ruth. No, Gordon, she's not. Is... She is seventy-nine. In the, the oh. character is seventy-nine because okay. 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 she celebrates her eightieth birthday. If you remember. That's that's yeah. right. That's right. But you were giving her, um, you were giving her some uh, props. She looks uh, good. You know, she's a she's, beautiful lady. It, so the the it, it's it's set in the it's in the seventies. It's from the seventies. Mm-hmm. And um, what's his name is does the does the music for the movie Cat Stevens? Cat uh, Stevens. So That'd every song Stevens. in the in there is a Cat Stevens song. And so he likes to go, and one of the, so the reason I even saw this movie ever was because <laughs> I had a roommate who was really into like weird movies. Yeah. And and I came home one night, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna watch Harold Maude. You want to watch it?" And I'm like, "What?" And yeah. he's like, "No, it's really good." I'm like, ah, "All right, whatever." So he put in the 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 VCR. Yes, the VCR. And he, we start. I started watching it, and I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, you got to stop it!" Because my my sides are splitting. So Harold mm-hmm. likes to go to funerals, and so does so does Maude, and that's where they met. I have seen this movie. You have. And it's it's considered a golden age of um, like uh, a golden age movie from the seventies. Like a lot of yes. different movies. Like um, another one. Um, American Werewolf in London is just, you know, considered to be very well shot, very well done. And so his mother is trying to set him up with all these women. And he's not having it because he's kind of in love with Maude. And even before he really meets Maude, he's really over it. So So he'll be set up with these women and he'll do shit like chop his arm off um hang himself set him on set himself on fire it's <laughs> he he pretends to commit himself. harry carry in one yes he <laughs> cuts his wrists up and throws blood all over the bathroom so his mother walks in and starts screaming cuz she's like oh my baby killed himself you know but she, but then she he's done it at least 10 times right yeah, when his he own hangs death. himself yeah, when he fakes his own death, when he hangs himself, she comes in and she says something about, "I'm just done. I'm just this is a this is enough." Um, so she, it's it's hilarious. It's very dark comedy. Very dark. So, so for some people, I can I can I know that some people would watch this in horror and turn it off in like 20 minutes because it's really dark. But it's so like. If you get the jokes and you are not easily offended by what they're doing, it's hysterical. It is. Um, and they do have a sexual relationship. And, you know, so it's it's a lot of taboo stuff. You know, they talk about suicide. They talk about funerals. They talk about sex with, you know, I mean, pretty much like a mm-hmm. uh, reverse Lolita situation kind of yeah. idea. So um, it's very interesting. It's very, you know, and she's... The strong woman, 
she's older, so and you know she's not rich, so it's not any a money thing, and they're just hilarious together, and it's just very very good. They do. And you do, said you had a clip. Yes, I do. I have um, I do have a clip. I um, I watched it when I was fifteen or sixteen. I know that because all my little teenage friends, we were like, oh, I've heard about this movie. I was like, all right, whatever, I'll watch movie. Um, and we got the DVD, you know, we got the VHS and watched it together. Um, but basically we were kind of, you know, like, oh, it's about this guy that fakes his own death all the time. And we were like, oh, that's so funny. So, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) we thought that was hysterical, but there is, um, they do get into trouble. Like she, she just, um, steals cars. Right. And, oh, that's um, right. She steals cars to go to the funeral. She just steals cars because she's 80 years old. And, and what are they going to do to her? What are they going to do to her? And when they stop her, she's like, oh, this isn't my car. And then she just leaves. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yes. they just let her. So when my grandmother turned 80, I was like, here's what we do, Grandma. You no. find a nice car you like. And you take it to me and I'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get stopped, just go, what? This isn't my car? And I'll come pick you up. And she was laughing. No, she was laughing so hard. She was just like, that's awful. You're awful. <laughs> but I almost had her. I thought it was a good idea. But, you know, she she's she was wacky. So, And she lived to be, actually, she lived to be 94. So I think she was like 90. Yeah, this happened and she always got around just fine you know she but um so anyway so when um uh, i love that story about your grandma yeah she's adorable i had stories about that with my grandma but she didn't she didn't drive a car she didn't drive but she was one of the first people to drive in the 20s but then she didn't drive because i think it threatened my grandfather uh that's another story that's another story but anyway so in the movie um Harold's mother find out finds out that he is dating he a 20 year old is dating an 879 year old woman so she makes him go to a general in the army a psychiatrist and then a priest so the three different men in this clip are first a general then a psychiatrist then a priest so here you go Harold, your mother has spoken to me about your marriage plan. And although normally I have nothing against marriage, I don't think this is quite uh, normal. A very common neurosis, particularly in this society. Psychiatrist. Whereby the male child subconsciously wishes to sleep with his mother. Of course, what puzzles me, Harold, is that you want to sleep with your grandmother. I would be remiss in my duty if I did not tell you that the idea of intercourse and the fact of your firm young body this is the mingling with the withered flesh sagging breasts and flabby buttocks makes me want to vomit So that is like, I mean, I cut out some spaces, but basically they just show those three together, which oh. is funny. And it's funny. It, it's see, see what I see what I mean by you know, you know, it's a little inappropriate, 
and remember it's the 70s but it <laughs> it's the whole movie is like this and it's it, you know there's parts that are kind of sad and there's parts that are are like holy shit did i just see that so it's a yeah. great it's just And his mother, his mother decides, well, you know, he's well to do, but they have money. But his mother's like, you need to do something with your life. So goes to sign him up for the military. So he and Maude, like, basically, they stage like a big dramatic thing where um, she's a peace protester. And he gets all angry because he's trying to get into the military and she they they basically make this big drama so they won't accept him in the military <laughs> so could you imagine a movie being made could you imagine this movie being made now yes oh uh, there'd be people protesting it i mean i'm not even i'm not Maybe. even that's not even hyperbole yeah because i can't there's something about the 70s there were so many um inappropriate films that were so appropriate for its time there were Mm -hmm. inappropriate tv shows too (laughs) yes 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 exactly i mean you know like archie bunker the jeffersons all of this but this particular movie i i'm just kind of thinking could could you imagine if it was remade now they should remake it it's been what it's been like i think it was 1970 71 71 yes so think about that time frame in history that's what 37 38 years ago yeah well Uh, what what year do you say 71 71 so 29 plus 18 is 47 years years. that's crazy that's a long time that is a long time with your special math (laughs) <laughs> I special math added. I, I wrote it down and added it up on the back of this scrap of paper. What are you talking about? So yeah. So that. Wait I, a second. It's is, only a year younger than me. I should know how old it is. Jeez. What? Am I <laughs> yeah. So it's very. It's it's very, very forward for its time. Yeah. It's um so very well done. The music is great, especially if you like Cat Stevens, um, which I do. In fact, I. I knew who he was prior to this, and I was like, eh, mm-hmm. crap, who cares? Yeah. But listening, watching this movie, I actually really like him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just it, think it, it's it funny how they're like, oh, and the soundtrack. It's like, it's a Cat Stevens album. It's not a soundtrack. Right. Dude, what are no, you no, doing? What are you talking about? It's just a Cat Stevens album. They just literally. Yeah. It's like, you know how Midnight Cowboy was? They just yes. literally yes. played a whole album. Here. <laughs> There's no soundtrack. They just played the album. Poor soundtrack. Yeah. Soundtracks kind of became popular in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. They matched different moods to different scenes My and goodness. blah, blah, blah. Wait, I think that the thing that I, I, I do remember seeing this movie, I think I've seen it once, so I'm not yeah. a huge... I can't say, like, oh, my God, I remember everything, but it was a really good movie, and it was really fascinating to me that yeah. here is a, a, young, a young man who fell in love with an older woman. Yes. And in the movie, if I'm remembering this correctly, mm-hmm. there was some kind of taboo with falling in love with an older woman. Why? Because somehow Why older women should have been put out to pasture. 
That's what the priest was saying. That? That's what the priest was saying when the clip I just played. But what does he know about love and sex? Nothing. Right. Oh, he, Nothing. he knows. He probably knew his hand and his penis. <laughs> exactly. So, let me see. What else do I have here? What else do I have here? I do have another romance that um, Heidi was talking about. Um, I'm just going to play this, and you guys can name that movie. Would you consider spending the week with me? <laughs> I will pay you to be at my beck and call. Look, I'd love to be your beck and call girl, but um, you're a rich, good-looking guy. You could get a million girls free. I want a professional. I don't need any romantic hassles this week. If you're talking 24 hours a day, it's going to cost you. So what movie was that from? Pretty Woman. Hey, you got it. She does say movie. she wants to be his beck and call girl. I love that movie so much. I know a lot of people, again, some people think that's a little taboo with the sex worker part. But why? I, why do you think people say that I, and think that? I, I love, I love. Um, sex workers are heroes here. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love Julia Roberts. I. Yeah. Love, I, I pretty much everything about this movie is really. I, I really enjoy pretty much everything. And then, you know, technically, there's a lot of feminism is in this movie. She says who, she says when, she says mm-hmm. how much. So she's got that hold. She doesn't have a pimp. It's it's very important for people to know that in the movie. Yeah. Um. So she does it with who she wants, when she wants, and for how much. Yeah. So um, in 1990, and- it was like three thousand dollars for the week. Yeah. Well, inflation. <laughs> and I, I I hear what Heidi's saying. I mean, I think, you know, to flip it around, and I do love this movie, too. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. But to flip it around, um, his character was also very, um, he was respectful of her. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is not something you usually get. And that's where I think in this movie, the fairy tale aspect comes in. Yeah. I don't think that's unfair to say. Do you? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it is a modern fairy tale because don't they end up together? Right. And it's like... Yes, they do. Yeah, that's going to happen. And a, a lot of people talk about the the whole retail fairy tale <laughs> of that she walks in the store and they're like, we don't have anything for you. And then she comes back with a whole bunch of stuff she's already spent money on. And she's like, oh, you get paid on commission, don't you? Hmm. Because I bought all this, and, you know. I love that. I just, I yeah. absolutely love that that scene. That's a pretty good, that's a great mm-hmm. scene. And one of my one of my favorite scenes isn't even, doesn't even involve her. It involves her friend. <laughs> she says, 50 bucks, Grandpa. For 75, the wife can watch to that wow. little old couple. Wow. Said uh, at the beginning? It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's closer to the beginning, um, and it's it's so hilarious. It was it's one of my yeah. favorite parts of the movie because it just makes me laugh uproariously. So, <laughs> mm. yeah. To me, when it comes to this this movie, and I'm just going to bring this into a heavier heavier realm. Um, I'm going to do it. I. Love the movie. I really love the movie. Wait a second. Wait a second. We went over time. We went over time. Oh, we have to no. go break. What? We have to oh. go break. 
Oh no! I well, let's go to break forgot. quick and then come back and keep the, keep up the discussion because this is a great. I, I could talk about this stuff all you day. Could talk about Pretty Woman all day. That yeah. and all the movies that we've been discussing. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. All right. When we Hold come back, I'd like to talk to you about what I think about Pretty Women. All right. Let's okay. come back and, and talk and, about Pretty Women. Here we go. Going to the break. You're listening to Resistor Sisters. I look like a hooker. They're called sex workers, and they're heroes. Thank you for your service. Resistor Sisters, the podcast men's rights activists love to hate. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Like out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> this is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. 
Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. This is it. That's it. The second half of podcast number 17. This is the one that's going to destroy the patriarchy. And I know that because I have dreams and I have visions and I believe my dreams to be real. Whatever. That's stupid. Don't you think so, Rain? That's dumb. No. You think, think it's, it's going to happen? Uh, Patriarchy not tonight. Come crumbling down. <laughs> not tonight. But we all have pickaxes, so let's just get chipping. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So Heidi, yeah, we just we just fell a little down a little Wikipedia hole um, <laughs> on the break <laughs> for an actress called Carol Kane, who is uh, the landlord in Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yeah, Lillian Kosh Topper, and I love the love interest between her. <laughs> The, the 60s rebel and and the grocery store owner. Oh, my God. Is this a spoiler? It's so cute. Like, and I love that character, like, um, Lillian Cash Doctor, how she, like, ties herself to a, a you know, the, the machinery trying to make the grocery store and saying, no, I won't let this happen in my neighborhood. I won't become gentrified. So funny. So, but yeah, kind I, of. I, I don't want to go off of Carol Kane thing, but she's yeah. been in everything. She has been in a lot of things. I'm looking at her Wikipedia. I'm not going to pretend that I know everything, but I should. I should just pretend I did. Hester Street, Annie Hall, um, the wife of Lodka. She was Lodka's. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, going back to before the break, I wanted to say something about mm -hmm. um, Pretty Woman. Yeah. And I feel like Pretty Woman is sort of like a, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a Cinderella story, right? Oh, it is. It totally is. Right. Absolutely. Know, does she get the guy at the end? I think so. I don't yes. know. Yes. She gets yes. the guy at the end, but here's here's the flip part of it that I've always loved about this movie. She walked away from him. Right. Mm -hmm. She totally, she was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. I'm going back to my life. Whatever my life is going to be, I'm going to accept it. And mm -hmm. he, came, he came back to her. And this is something that, whether we like it or not, I know I was taught this. Um, if a boy doesn't you know, if, if a boy, a man, if he doesn't, like, meet your expectations, walk away. And, yeah. you know, it, there's been that thing, walk away. If he doesn't meet your expectations, walk away. And at that point, you know, the boy, the man, he gets he gets a choice to be like, well, how much do I really love her? Mm -hmm. And he gets to make the decision about how he's going to make a choice. And, yeah. and in this movie, he did. And I got to tell you something, to be very, very honest with you. Um, I had a situation in my life with Bob and I mm -hmm. where things were not working out. And I told him, don't call me back. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, we worked it out. And it was sort of, it, it, I wasn't a hooker. <laughs> it wasn't that romantic then. It would have been more romantic if you were a hooker. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been much more romantic if yeah. I looked anything like her. <laughs> but uh, well, the, but yeah, but there is something to say about walking away if you're not getting everything that you need mm-hmm. in your relationship. Walk away, and you know, hopefully, in my case, and I'm not. There's there's two sides to this. I'm not saying that oh, if the guy comes back and says I'll give you everything you want, babe, mm-hmm. um. But in my case, it was like, yeah, okay, now we're going to talk. We're going to figure this out. We're going to work this out. And we're going to figure out how to make this work. And that's something that I really loved about the end of that movie. Yeah. Even though we didn't get to see all the discussions like, okay, I used to be a hooker and you're a really rich hedge fund manager and, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. But but she she took control of her life at the end of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. the entire well, movie, she was his escort. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's it's more romantic when they decide, you know what? I like you, but I'm not going to beg. I don't need you that much. They walk away, and then they decide. But they want to be together. And that's the whole thing with, like, running beside the train. Running through the yeah. airport, running through the airport, stopping the plane. Like, that wouldn't get you in a terrorist list, you know? <laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> okay, we need to see in your suitcase. No, I need to stop the woman I love. Whatever. You're a terrorist. <laughs> that doesn't happen, those romantic things anymore. Not in airports. But they used to happen all the time in airports, right? Nothing romantic in airports anymore. No. Nothing happens romantic in train stations anymore. They just unload the coal, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they used to like have people running beside the train. I love you. <laughs> that never happens. So yeah, until until like the train the train station manager like grabs somebody, yeah. pulls his arm out of the socket, and yeah. pulls him into the train. Yeah. <laughs> and then accuses him of terrorism. <laughs> there it is. Okay. See? All God right. damn it. 9-11 changed everything. 9-11 changed. <laughs> and that was a pre-9-11 world. It was romantic. So I think Rain... Who who mentioned Kristen Wiig? Someone I think Rain Kristen. did. Did you, Rain? Yeah, okay. I love... Okay, I'm hoping one of you watch this movie because this is like one of my favorites. And I should own this because Ken was like, are you watching that again? <laughs> I've watched this like five times and it's on cable still. Um, Kristen Wiggs, Welcome to Me. Have you seen that? No. No. Now I'm. God, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Um, It is about a woman that's mentally ill. Um, Kristen Wiggs' character is mentally ill, but at the beginning. But at the beginning of the movie, she wins wins the lottery. Does she know that she's mentally ill before the lottery wins? Yeah, yeah. But she decides to go off her meds then. So. Oh. So this is the time in her, um, at the beginning of the movie, where she is meeting with her family to celebrate the fact that she won the lottery and won, I think, $86 million or something. So. Okay. All right. How does it feel to be a millionaire? I have a prepared statement. Prepared statement. There's going to be a prepared statement. Prepared statement. Yay. Okay. 
Here's what I want to say. Cause, okay, effect, okay? I want each of you to understand that. You can have what I have right now if you really believe it. You too can have a new life. New life. New, new life. life. New life. New life. And as I begin my new life, I must reflect on the love and inspiration each of you has given me. I love you guys. Shit, I didn't want to cry until the end. A toast to Alice and her new life. New life. New life. New life. New life. To my new life. So you guys have to watch this. You have to watch it. That's just the beginning. I don't want to ruin the movie, but she does have some, she does have some, um, she doesn't make the right decisions with all that money. So is it a, um, is it a comedy or is it a it more dramatic? Is, it's a comedy. It's dramatic, but it's <coughs> kind of dark because it does deal with, um, as a person, what well, what she decides is she loves Oprah. This is the very beginning. She loves okay. Oprah, and she decides with all this $86 million that she's going to have her own show. So she goes to a local ca cable access and buys them and makes them produce her show, which is, they're like, okay, what do you want to do? You want to have a talk show and talk to people? She's like, no, I just want to talk about me. They're like, What? Yeah, I just want to talk to me. That's why it's called Welcome to Me, because she just talks about herself and things that have happened in her life. So. Oh. Sounds interesting, and I like Kristen Wiig a lot. Yeah, it's funny. But it, it is, it doesn't really, I mean, it is about mental illness, but it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of lighthearted. Um. It, it walks a fine line, you know. You don't Let feel like sorry for her, you know. Yeah. Does it does it make fun of mental illness? I don't think so. Okay, I don't then. Think so. Like See, it doesn't make her appreciate. look like it doesn't make her look like a bad person or a sad person. She's just she's like her mother does call her an emotional um think her mother call, calls her an emotional exhibitionist at one time at one yeah. point so ladies my mom is still with me and mm -hmm. she accuses me of that <laughs> <laughs> emotional exhibitionism actually my mom doesn't know the word exhibitionism but just you you get where i'm going yeah yes yeah she's usually like oh you mm-hmm <laughs> Well, she decides she's going to go off her medication and she's going to go on a high-protein diet and that's going to keep her from having mood swings or keep her from... If you've ever loved anyone bipolar, you know, sometimes they get these ideas in their heads that don't make sense. So she kind of does that. She kind of just decides, I'm, I'm going to do I'm this. and check this out. Yeah, it's Can, a good movie. Uh, is that available on like Amazon or Netflix? And when did it come Netflix. out and who directed it? Um, let's see. Let's get no, you more information. It's called Welcome to Me. <laughs> Typing music. Um, uh, 2014, Welcome to Me is an American comedy drama 
directed by Shira Piven. I don't wow. know who she is. Written by Elliot Lawrence. Uh, Kristen Wiig is Alice Klieg, a multimillionaire with borderline personality disorders who uses her newfound wealth to write and start an autobiographical talk show. So... I'm going to check that out. Thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, and she she's big on um, swans and, and becoming a swan. And she's like, she tells them at one point, I, she's like, I want to ride in on a swan. And so she like rides into her show on this like little swan car, you know. So. The thing about Kristen Wiig is I find her, um, I thought she was funny when she was on SNL. Yeah. And, you know, I thought she was funny, not like, you know, I'm going to belly laugh, laugh out loud. But since she left SNL, the movies mm-hmm. that I've seen her in, this one, obviously, I haven't. I feel a little bad about that. Um, her acting chops are amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I, what was it? It was Bridesmaids. Yeah, she was in Bridesmaids. Um, she I know was there was in. a couple of others that I've seen her in. She does dry comedy really well. Mm-hmm. Like when I see her acting across from Maya Rudolph, to me, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. And maybe Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. There's a few of those women who are alumni of SNL where they're actresses. Like they did comedic stuff on SNL. But when mm-hmm. they went into the movie, it's like, okay, you know what? Tina Fey's another one. That's it. Yeah. I'm out. These she, women are so good. She did um, Diary. After Welcome to Me, she did Diary of a Teenage Girl, which was an awesome movie. And it was so good. No, I, I just seriously, I, I'm starting to realize I have to get up the couch. I have to exercise more. I know that. But <laughs> I do love movies. But, um... Diary of a Teenage Girl has one of my favorite actors, Eric Scarsborough. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an old Alexander Skarsgård. He's beautiful. Yep. See, I'm old. He's insanely <laughs> beautiful. Um, he was in whatever the <sighs> True Blood. You guys oh, didn't. that! Oh, I remember him from that. I couldn't yeah, watch True Blood. Blah. I, I think I told you all that. You're not into the violence. <laughs> vampires and zombies. Nope. You don't like vampires. Nope. But what if what if they're sexy, sexy vampires? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, nope. you know what I Are say. They? I'm sorry. Please, if I ever stop loving violence, I want you to shoot me. Well done. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I tried to. I really did. I tried to watch True Blood with Bob. He loved the show. I think I got maybe into like that was like falling down season. a well for me. I watched three. I watched like one episode. I watched one episode in the middle, and I was like, "These vampires are supposed to be in the 1600s, and they're drinking out of glasses." I have. How is that oh. possible? That's so you stupid. Kept no, I was like, that no, was I will not watch that. But I was like, no, I will not watch that because I was like, I have those glasses. They're Avon, and they came out in the eighties. <laughs> Screw true. you guys. 
<laughs> you want to so see the pictures? I have them. And then later I was like, well, I need something to watch. This sounds like a sexy vampire movie. I'll watch the sexy vampire movie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I actually, I had a friend at work and she was like, oh, there are all these people from all over the world and they speak different languages and they, they're just, they're just, it's the prettiest cast you've ever seen. I'm like, all right. I'll watch the pretty vampires because I love it when vampire boyfriends fights with werewolf boy and there's a werewolf boyfriend and a vampire <laughs> boyfriend and they're both fighting over her. Come on. I, I, where do you stand on the vampires? <laughs> She's Me? bored as heck. She would not. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, do you I like stand? vampires. <laughs> I like werewolves. <laughs> I like them all. Yeah. Okay, so you were pro blood. So I'm the conservative here on this issue. <laughs> I don't have a problem, that. you know, that with the with the with the werewolf, you know, he he and I have have a lot in common. You know, we don't <laughs> like the sun. Um, I have hair issues too. You know, although his is all over his body, whereas mine's just on my hair. Well, in other places too, but story for a different time. Um, so you know, we have a lot in common. You know, we like we like sunsets more than we like sun. You know, sunrise. So mm. you know, that's cool. Vampires. You know that. How I do like you feel garlic. about vampires? You like garlic? <laughs> Maybe that's what keeps your vampire boyfriends away. Yes, that could be it. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I like them both. They're cool. I mean, they're good. That yeah. works for me. Well, I had a bunch of friends that were reading forward, not pro vampire i just i think it's gross are you scared <laughs> but you're are you scared or i find or it you repulsive. think it's gross yeah did you ever read any of the ann rice books like vampire oh, little sad and no interview I, with a vampire actually yes, i saw all of them. one ann rice movie that yeah. was the one with brad pitt and Tom yeah. interview with a vampire interview with a vampire that was it and it was that was okay but i just i don't know i just i find it disgusting <laughs> I, find, I find people biting into each other's necks. I don't find it erotic. Well, and I think that that's, that's actually overblown for Hollywood. If they were real vampires, that's not really a big thing, I guess. I guess it's, it's, you know. Okay, so what are real vampires? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've looked it up. <laughs> I just remember having a discussion about, well, real vampires, and I'm thinking... With with friends of mine in my goth or dark cider phase, and all I could think of is, you know, these people don't actually exist, right? We're talking about <laughs> people that don't really exist. There's not real, you know, they're not getting their energy from sucking your blood, nor are they no. hanging you upside down. No. But we can we can play this game. That's fine. <laughs> no, and, and here's the thing: I agree with you. They don't really exist. I think that. To be really, really honest with you, <laughs> the idea of romanticizing this idea of, oh, he put his teeth into my neck and now it's so, it just, it's like, no, that's not sexy. <laughs> oh, see, I never really thought, I mean, I thought, I, I think that the characters. They get superpowers when they become vampires, you know that, right? Are, yeah, and are, are and they become eternal. attractive. They become um, eternal like, and they can't grow old. That's kind of right. good stuff. And, you know, Interview with a Vampire, even though now I find Tom Cruise insipid. Um, 
But it was a great movie. I was so angry uh, when they put Tom Cruise in that role. I'm like, that uh, little stubby creep. I was he's so mad. Five oh, that feet was tall. like 20 years ago. You're I, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad as a hatter. How, yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago. It feels like yes. yesterday. <laughs> feels like yesterday. So yeah, I'm just going to go down on the record. Not pro-vampire. <laughs> not pro-zombie. You oh, guys. I like zombies too. Although I, I find I was uh, um, so I got actually kind of funny story. So David been say asking me, you know, want to watch The Walking Dead? You want to watch The Walking Dead? And I'm like, no, zombies are stupid. That's all just stupid. Yeah. So one night, this is in the middle of the winter. You know, it's cold outside. There's really nothing on. It's like Friday night. We're just chilling out. Whatever. And he's like, you want to watch Walking Dead? I'm like, oh, all right, fine. I'll watch like an episode or two and then we'll go to go to bed, whatever. Six episodes later, I'm like, can we watch <laughs> another one? He's like, it's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I really liked it until they got to the cannibal part. And now I've had to give it a rest because of the cannibal part. Um, but I find it, I find at least that show very interesting. Um, uh, it's... Because in my head, being me, because I'm weird, I'm thinking, so how would I survive a zombie apocalypse? I know it's not real, but how would I, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, shooting them doesn't really kill them. You know, you have to, like, be, you know, have good knife skills. Um, you know, you have to be smarter than them. You have to be able to stay away from them where they can't, like, climb up on stuff. And Yeah. You know. And you have That's to, why you know, I bought a house up. with wood stairs. Yeah. <laughs> because if the vamp if the zombie apocalypse comes rain i'm gonna go yes. upstairs i'm gonna take a hatchet i'm gonna chop up my wood stairs and they won't be able to get up all right and yeah. what are you gonna do if there's a vampire upstairs there's vampires no va usually are not around when <laughs> zombies are around zombies they they don't are exist sure? in the same are you yes. really sure are yes really they don't sure? exist in the same atmosphere <laughs> like what they, happens if you have a vampire that chews on a zombie then he then becomes a zombie be okay. vampire they become a zombie vampire okay. and you can throw a bunch of garlic at him and it'll Whatever. Or my now problem. You understand why I cannot tolerate these shows. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with The Walking Dead. My problem with The Walking Dead is I watched it an entire season. They never got to the mall and have a good time. They never. <laughs> they never get to the well, island is, and have a party. They They're just always running away from these horrible zombies. I can't handle the anxiety. So, it's too much. So, so all I all I'm I thinking of is that. where are they getting their food? Because and then they let people zombies into their are vampires. What's happening? Zombies. We're talking about zombies. We're way past the vampires. Where so, do vampires get their food? No, I don't. They, From they you, silly blood. you. When you wake up and you feel so, tired, it's because vampires. But they never, they never, you know, they they never really talk about the food thing much. I'd be like, where are we getting the food? And yeah. then. It's like, well, there's got to be clean drinking water. Where are they getting the drinking water? And you Who can't knows? get it from the, the stream because there's all the dead zombies in the stream. Yeah. So where are you getting the drinking water? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's not fun <laughs> it's to me. I, like just, I just wish they'd have fun. Just a little bit of fun, you know? But they never do in that show. It's just zombies? kill, 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 kill. In um, The Walking Dead, it's just kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Kill, kill, I kill. Babies, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. 
Um, no. Uh, some <laughs> some cannibalism. <laughs> do you like Do you like any scary movies, Rain? Actually, no. Yeah. Do you no, not like you. you don't like blood and guts though, right? No, I don't. Okay. I really don't. The last movie that I think is considered scary that I watched was Get Out. And that took me a long time to get myself ready to watch. I don't like scary movies. Get out. Hmm. How about psychological thrillers? Oh, that's like all that. That's like on thin ice, Heidi. What? It's thin ice. It depends. It really depends. Like I Psycho? saw the shining. I saw the shining about three months ago. Interview with a vampire was nineteen ninety four, you guys. That's I how know. long ago that did you, was. Did you like Silence of the Lambs? Or did you watch Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Oh, I think I did. I think mm-hmm. I did. Misery? I couldn't uh, watch that. That's... It. I really don't. I, I'll i be honest with you. And I'm going to say this unapologetically. I There are movies. There are movies that I just don't like to watch. Right. Misery, I watch part of it. Um, I have not watched a lot of Stephen King films. Um, I... And the reason, the reason why, I know this deep in my heart, the reason why I don't like a lot of these films is because, and I've talked about this on the show before, mm-hmm. I've had a really traumatic childhood. Right. Mm, and yeah. um, it, it's really hard for me to watch some of that stuff. It really honestly is. Well, I do it's have, I I'm have a bit. or I'm, you no. know, a scaredy cat. It's just, mm-hmm. it's really hard. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I can't watch stuff like I've seen Schindler's List once. I can't yeah. watch it again uh, because I will have nightmares. Um, I yeah. don't. I don't like war movies where there's all you know, like uh, Saving Private Ryan. All these people are saying, telling me, "Oh, you need to see it. You need to see it. So it's just such a great movie." And I'm like, "Is there a lot of blood and gore?" Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's and part of it is because it really happened. So that's for real. Me, yeah, able, it is real. Right. Yes. So I'm yeah. able to distinguish although i don't like movies like saw because that's just gratuitous violence oh but like, i can't stand that oh but yeah. you know stuff that i know is fiction like misery mm-hmm. and by the way the book is worse than the movie um which I've is bizarre because i love stephen king yeah but so normally it's like saw that's definitely out um, right i, I like... did see Ugh. saving private ryan because mm-hmm. i find that to be very historical and i understand what you're saying about you know chindler's list now, this year, there was the movie with, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. It was about, it was about the, um, crap. Gary Oldman won the Oscar for it. So it was he last played, year. Uh, he, played, he played the Prime Minister of um, England during Winston the war. Winston Churchill. Yeah, he played Winston Churchill. I don't know if it was called, it was called Final Hour or Last Hour. Hmm. Or something. I can't remember the exact. It was darkest such a hour. Darkest, darkest hour. hour. Thank you. Oh. So we went to go see that, and that was incredible. Darkest and hour. Part yeah. of that, part of that plot line was Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Now I couldn't watch. It. I haven't been able to watch Dunkirk because I knew that it was going to be incredibly loud in the theater. So yeah. I know now I'm like kind of scaling things down, but I'm really kind of coming to a point where. There are movies that I want to see where I know I mm-hmm. want to see them in the theater because I can hear them and listen to them without feeling like, okay, there are bombs coming from everywhere. Right. Um, mm. And, you know, so I haven't seen Dunkirk, but 
but I did see The Darkest Hour, which is mm, really good. That but there looks are movies good. that it, it, there are movies like psychological thrillers. I have to take that on a case by case situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm really picky about that. But you like um, musicals, yeah, like, right, Rain? You like musicals. I right? love musicals. Can you? I want you to identify this. This is Uh-oh. um from a musical movie, and. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to play it for you. It's my favorite. I've watched this, like, at least a lot. A lot in the last... Yeah, a lot. Okay, I'm just going to play it. Without knowledge of jewelry, my dear Gigi, a woman oh, is well, lost. There it is. Do you remember Madame Donat who was here the other day? Yes. Did you notice that rope of black pearls around her throat? Oh, yes, it was beautiful. Dipped. Dipped? Dipped. Given to her by the man she loves, whose love is obviously beginning to cool, and the poor thing doesn't know it. It's just a matter of time now. Now, let us see what you remember. What is this? A marquis diamond. A marquis-shaped diamond. This? This is, uh, a topaz. A topaz? Among my jewels, are you mad? It's a yellow diamond of the first quality. You'll have to go a long way to see one like it. This? An emerald. How beautiful. Do you see that blue flame darting about in the depths of the green light? Only the most beautiful emeralds contain that miracle of elusive blue. Mm. Who gave it to you, Aunt? A king. Okay, so I'll cut that a little short. Do you know that one? That musical? There was no music in it. I know. But she kind of said... Okay. Does it involve witches? No, no witches. Okay. Does it involve Audrey Hepburn? Vaguely, but she's not in the movie version. She was in the musical version on Broadway. Oh man! See, I can't. I can't answer. I failed. It's my favorite. Poor Ken was forced to. Poor Ken was forced to watch this movie too. Vaguely involved Audrey Hepburn. She was in so the she was in the movie, version. but not on Broadway. No, she was in the musical version, but not in the movie. See, because there were two things. I was thinking Bells, Books, and Candles, which was not a musical. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am terrible. It's Gigi. Have you ever <gasps> seen Gigi? Yes. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it's just, you, you're like, I suck. No, do you like it? Have you ever seen the movie? I did a long, long time ago. I have to watch um, it again. I've watched that a million times. Like, it used to make me feel better about my social life when I was in my 20s. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> mm. Okay, I gotta okay. I gotta watch it again. I did, I wanted to so get away from anybody out you know, there listening. It's time to take notes. Gigi. <laughs> it has um. It's the 1958 film. It had um. Let's see. Based on the novel by Colette, which I'm a big fan of Colette's, even though I haven't read everything she's done. Um, she was um. It has. Um, Maurice Chevier, 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 is that him? He plays the older uncle, and um, 
the, that's kind of a famous character. He's got a voice. He was in, um, he did lots of voiceovers for like Disney and stuff like that. Every time they need a guy with a French accent, they use him. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maurice Chevier, Chevier, I don't know. But, um, Chevrolet. It looks like Chevrolet. It does. But, um, yeah, it's Corvair. Seems very French. (laughs) That is. But anyway, it's a love story. Um, I remember like the, the, the movie Clueless in the late nineties, they kind of stole lots of things from Gigi just as in a tip of the hat, which was really cute. Like when he realizes he's in love with her, when he's going past the fountain and I don't know, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie, but I don't know. I wanted to get off the the more scary stuff <laughs> since you seem Sorry a about little that, upset guys. by it. That's okay. It is. It is. I don't know. There's some things I like that are violent and there's some things that I don't. But I understand. I used to not be able to watch any movie with blood in it. But then yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just personal taste. I mean, you know, you, Heidi, this is just me. I feel... Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of at a point now where it's like, I don't, I, I just, there's enough pain in life. There is. And um, perhaps it's because I pay so much attention to the news where when I do watch movies, I just feel like, no, I want to escape from all of this badness. Mm-hmm. All of it. That's me. Well, that's I've been why in that place for a long time. Yeah, that's why Gigi is one of my favorite musicals, because it's just this turn-of-the-century France period piece where, you know, everything is just, you know, it's just so different from anything you experience, you know, it just seems more refined than I'm all the romantic. things in our news. Hmm? I'm a romantic heart. I really am. Yeah. It's why I loved um, Pretty uh, Pretty in Pink. Pretty not, in not Pink. Pretty in yeah. Pink. Uh, pretty, pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Also Pretty in Pink. <laughs> <laughs> pretty in Pink is See, That's good another too. one. Yeah. You so, there, Heidi? I'm talking yeah. too much. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm just listening. It's not, it, it's, I like, I don't like care for musicals much, so it's not my genre. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So I do have um, from my cousin Vidi. That's one of your favorites, right? Yes. Um, I took the little that's clip. A, that's with a romantic movie. It is. And it I is. do. I did. I should have gotten the one. Isn't she? Isn't that the one where she's talking about the car in court? Yes. That's so good. Yes. I just got this part. So imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little dear lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? Oh my God. I love her so much. <laughs> I absolutely adore her. 
<laughs> she did make a violent image, though. That she was... was perfect in this. <laughs> she lo- I love this movie. So, like, every part of this movie, there's so many great clips of her. And she has become part of my normal speaking. Like, Dave and I will be in the car, and... and uh, he, he'll be talking about, yeah, I saw this really great blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, how's their Chinese food? <laughs> <laughs> is it supposed to be movie. a Brooklyn accent or where is it supposed to be from? Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Her name is Mona Lisa Vito. <laughs> Her <laughs> boyfriend, Vito. who's played by Joel Pesci, is Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. It's fabulous it's a it's yeah. a if you haven't seen the movie you have it's it's i gotta it's, share this about this movie i have always loved this movie and you guys know i'm originally from new york mm-hmm. so you know i loved it when i was in new york it was like oh man this movie's great the new york characters and then i moved to georgia mm-hmm. and i gotta tell you I appreciated that movie even more. <laughs> you wanted to go back there? I, I don't even, it, I, it's not even necessarily going back to New York, but it's so when I first saw the movie and loved it as much as I did, I looked at it from the only place I'd ever lived, which was New York. I mean, mm-hmm. I lived, lived in Manhattan. I lived on Long Island. I lived in the Hudson Valley. I understood, you know, Mona Lisa and, and God, him. I understood those characters really, really deeply. I think they could have been my family members. I mean, she, her character reminds me of half of my cousins. <laughs> I, not joking. So, That's cute. That's adorable. You know, 2006, I moved down to, to Georgia. I'm living in Atlanta. And I remember the movie, the first time the movie came up, and Bob and I were watching it together. And I was just like, holy shit. The Southern characters, the Southern characters are in that movie are so on point. Like it, it, it just dawned on me like this, this movie is so balanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've met, you know, Heidi, you, you remember the, the, um, the jury scene with the, the little old black lady with the glasses. Yes. yes. Okay. I've met women like her when I lived down there in Atlanta. <laughs> That movie mm-hmm. is perfection. Mm. I think she won the Oscar for it. Yes, she did. And she 1993, it. I, 1992. Yeah. yeah. I, at the time, I was like, well, that's interesting. She won an Oscar for a comedy. But I'm telling you, after living in Atlanta for three and a half years mm-hmm. and, and getting to know the people down south, um, yeah, that movie, The Red <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> You got mud in your tires. How do you get mud um, into the tires? We're famous you know, for our mud. All of it. <laughs> it was it was a real eye opener. Like I'm really glad that we brought this up because did you feel said. like you were them transplanted into Georgia? Oh no! Oh no! I felt like I felt like the cousins that were on trial. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so and you know the funny thing is is so this movie is very. So mm-hmm. you have this this affinity because of the New York connection, and it it feels right, kind of the same way I also feel about Fargo, which is my favorite movie of all time. So you can kind of tell. I can understand where, that where my where my, I have that dark comedy genre thing happening. So I that 
fact, that's most of my top ten favorite movies of all time have that really dark, you know, so not slapstick, not like the normal, normal, and I'm doing air quotes, comedy. Um, and so, of yeah, course, that's what Fargo is, is, is no, when I, I just watch, think I'm going to barf. Well, that passed. When I, yeah. Yeah, now I'm hungry again. Sorry. When I, I watch, when I watch Fargo, and I know a lot of Minnesotans, oh, they, we don't sound like that. It's like, dude. You yeah, totally you do. do. You so do. I, I tell. I, I, and I. I've said to those people. <laughs> really? I said. I've said. Go to Duluth. Oh, you go, think you don't sound Duluth. like that, do you? You don't Some, think you sound like that. Sound oh, all right. So, but you the the best part is, is in, <laughs> in in Fargo they have different kinds of people doing different parts of the accent and mm-hmm. different. So like. Yeah, so I just decided that the the wife said I should call it in. So I called it in. It's so perfect to yeah. that older white male and then um the the um scene with the Asian guy that she's in she's in the Radisson and they're pretty good. The Radisson, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a pretty good outfit. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So and the way that he's talking with the accent that's also normal because it's a huge thing with um, lots of uh, Minnesotans in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, the 80s, adopted a lot of babies from like uh, Korea and yeah. China, that kind of thing. So you had that and they would get names like, you know, Ann Johnson. And, you know, so it was it was the juxtaposition was perfect. So it yeah. was very the movie is hilarious. Um, very much like my cousin Vinny is in the dialect thing, which I think is, and they, they got it spot on, mm-hmm. um, just spot on. It was great. Yeah. Perfect. And well, I've seen both of those movies probably a hundred times each. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and yeah, that's, my cousin that's when Vinny you know one it's, of those ones. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to probably say the same thing you were that when you, when you have a movie you like and you're just like, I just want to watch that. I want to be taken back into that world. You know, like my cousin yeah. Vitty or Yeah, it's just kind of like a comfort movie. <laughs> you know? Oh, I will say that Mona Lisa Vito dressed a little bit differently than Marge Gunderson did, so Yeah. <laughs> Marge wasn't from fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> oh motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Marissa Tomei. No, so I gorgeous. think I think my favorite line from that was drop dead center. she's great she just had that so perfectly yeah that i that movie one that's one like you with fargo that that's one that if i flipping channels and it comes on that's it i'm not moving you're gonna watch that yeah which is nice you know it's it's just nice but i'll tell you what we do have about two minutes to wrap things up I'm going to say there are two movies that I didn't get to play. First is May the Movie. It's about a crafty girl that likes to make her own friends. But it's <laughs> it's very scary. <laughs> you won't like it, Rain. <laughs> and um, Tideland. I'm not sorry. What? <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm Tideland. sorry, not sorry. Tideland from 2008 is a Terry Gilliam movie that I named my cat Jeliza Rose after. So, Aww. but it's, 
I just found the, the trailer real quick for it, so that's not really going to translate well. It's a beautiful movie. It's a disturbing movie. There's really not a lot of blood in it, but it's got Jeff Bridges as a, a bad dad. But it, it's a great movie. I, I love watching that. It's, it's just about a little girl playing and imagination, really. But it's, it's great, but it just, it's not going to translate well, <laughs> you know. Um, and we were going to talk about um, the, the old movies from 2000 and uh, 1933 and things like that, like Female and Red-Haired Women, Woman with Gene Harlow. How there were no rules between 1932. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-Hollywood code days. That's fascinating. I I didn't really know much about that, but you know, that is, that is interesting. And you, and you knew, you do really see it swing to the McCarthyism and things like that later, you know, the pre-Hollywood code days. If you guys want to do a show about this, we can, but before, before, you know, when we saw Lucy and Desi sleeping in separate beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hollywood was kind of saucy, and then the Catholic Church stepped in. Yeah. And I so. can kind of see why it would. Like, I mean, not that I'm pro-censorship or anything, but it's just, it's hard to remember, imagine a 1933 world, you know? It's something to think about and talk about in the future, yeah. if you all want. But uh, anyway, I know that, the that uh, the old I was... movies I usually liked were like uh, Alfred Hitchcock stuff, and uh, interestingly, because this doesn't really fit me, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's I thought was very cute, yeah. very sweet, and anything by Marilyn Monroe. Still one it's of my true. favorite movies is Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, actually, I tell you what, um, right from the racist Mickey Rooney, he was. That was I don't, racist. I don't want to be too. Um, flippant about depression because it is a real thing and it really is something that I myself suffer from but it's hard it's it's if you're locked in in the winter and it's it's miserable it's hard to be truly miserable if you've got a bunch of Elvis and Marilyn Monroe movies yeah (laughs) you know okay that's fair enough Yeah. yeah at one point in my life I was just like you know what it's time for an Elvis marathon Cabin fever, you know, because it's it. It's it's just a very you know, like just a very nice shallow little happy world that Elvis lived in. <laughs> but he, you know, he made some awful movies, and he shouldn't have even done it sometimes. But gosh, they make me happy, you know. Make like money, sister. He did. He did make money. Can't knock him for that. But on the other hand, if you're feeling down, you got to mm-hmm. do whatever you have to do yeah. to make you feel good. Yeah. And I can almost guarantee you, you know, it's hard to be depressed when you're also watching Jill Hall's Rock, you know? So. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even really have to watch it. You just put it in the background. It makes you feel better. So. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not knocking you at all. I'm yeah. going to take your word for it. Because when I'm feeling down, I'm usually like... Give me some John Hughes films. Yeah, that's good, too. That's nice, too. Yeah. That's me. Any of your favorites besides true... You got your your true crime? You get on your true crime marathon, Heidi? Uh, 
other genres. Just real, really the I, I really like comedies because I like to. I and the I, I know it's the older I get, the less I want to see a movie that's. I don't watch war movies. I don't watch any of yeah. that kind of thing. I watch. I like a lot of comedies. There's certain depending on the subject matter. It's really subject matter placed. Like I, as far as like action films, I like the. Um, you know, I, I, like I'll do Batman or Spider-Man or um, yeah. Jurassic Park. I really, really love Jurassic Park. Um, you know, Star Wars, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So really, I, and the, the, if it's a, um, usually it has to have something for, with meaning for me, for like a, a with a, a drama. Um, when we were talking about movies that were very graphic, one of the ones that I really love but I can never watch again is Hotel Rwanda. The story about it is just amazing. Yeah, I know I've watched that. I know I've watched that, but I can't remember what it was about. Uh, so it, it was a happy ending. It, so Hotel Rwanda, you know, back mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was a, a massacre in Rwanda. And yeah. the movie is about um, a hotel manager in Rwanda who helped save hundreds of people yeah. from getting... It's a it's a long story that it would take oh it would take like five minutes yeah, to that's explain. Fine. It. That's oh, fine. Yeah. But it, suffice it to say, it's a, an amazing movie, but it is extremely horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it, but it's it's so very well done and it's so good. And the guy, it's it's based on a true story. The guy actually exists. Um, and it, uh, Don Cheadle played him in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Don Cheadle. I think that's one of the first mm-hmm. movies I watched with Don Cheadle in it. Yeah, and ever since then, every time there's a movie with Don Cheadle in it, I have to watch it. So, yeah, um, just amazing. So, <laughs> what? She she finds him to be very good looking. Oh yeah, I think you're yeah. <laughs> translation, absolutely. translation. She finds him to be very good looking. He's a very yes, I think so too. <laughs> and he's so very talented. He is. And he was just in the recent Avengers movie, so he's getting work. Mm-hmm. Oh All yeah, right. he'll have work. So, so, can I give a quick parting shot? Yes, I love that we talked about movies with really strong leading women. Yeah, yes, we did. We need more of them. We need more and, and more. And you know, you know, the funny thing is, is I that wasn't obviously this is a feminine, you know, a, a, a podcast with a very feminist bent. Yeah. But I didn't realize, as stupid as this might sound to people, that my favorite movies all pretty much have a strong female lead. And yeah. it, was, it was, as I'm writing them down, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't even really think about mm-hmm. it. It's just, it was just there. It's, I don't know, maybe that sounds stupid, but it wasn't like I was going out of my way well i will watch this because it's got a female lead that's strong no yeah. i like i like them no matter what without thinking of it that way mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to meryl streep women <laughs> i've not watched a lot of meryl she- streep me neither it's, and it's i think the can sophie's i say choice without... is my last i don't know sophie's choice can i, can I say mama mia with, if without... you like musicals watch mama mia oh yeah without being like about I mean I love her as a person but mm-hmm. normally her mo- movie genre is not my thing no offense to Meryl genre? I think she's amazing her, you know what her genre is her genre is she will get an award for it yes 
See, yeah. here's the thing. I know we have to wrap this up, but I want to just yeah. put this out. Meryl Streep does not have a genre. She was like, um, she was in the movie. Um, she hasn't done a lot of stinkers, has she? She's she. No, but what was it? What was that one movie? Uh, Better Off Dead or? I wish she wasn't in Better Off Dead. She did a zombie movie. It wasn't well. Better Off Dead was a comedy with John Cusack, but okay, I got the movie wrong. But maybe it was. Maybe did... there's another one. She did it. She did a sort of zombie movie. She did Mamma Mia. She doesn't have a genre. I'm telling you. Hmm. That. Well, she she makes some I'm money. Telling you, she makes Sophie's good choices. Face. I've like, never she seen makes... Sophie's choices. That looks depressing. Yeah, I don't know how to spell Meryl Streep. That's not good. <laughs> but yeah, Death Becomes Her. That's the movie I'm oh, thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that an wasn't... old one. She was in Death Becomes Her. Yeah, that's a really old movie. Okay, so I don't know what genre that would be. Uh, supernatural, supernatural, supernatural drama, <laughs> black comedy fantasy. I thought it was film. funny. They're calling it, it a black funny. comedy fantasy film. The yeah, point she, is, is that we didn't even talk about her. And she's no. a very strong female actress. And I love that we talked about so many female actresses that aren't aren't necessarily Meryl Streep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, she's done she's done so many crazy things. We could probably do a show just on her. But wasn't she Cruella DeVille? Yes. Yeah. She was also she was also in The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah, she was. I saw that. I haven't movie. watched that in a long time. I think I watched that once, or maybe a half of it. I should watch that. That was that. I loved that movie. She was kind of. Uh, she, she was, was um, kicking ass. Well, you know, there's there are times when we could call women bitches. Yeah, that is that is a very strong character she was playing, and she <laughs> wanted yes. Based on a true person. So that yes. was based on a true person. It was based on Anna Wintour. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I know we've gone way over time. Yeah, we've I'm gone sorry. way over time. So, but it's me yeah. too. Well, all uh, right. I love good. you, ladies. I love you, know. you too. So, good show, okay. and we will talk again next week. Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time.